Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by rnpodcast.net. This is episode 638, recorded live on Sunday, May 24th, 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who's going to be mowing the lawn this weekend, Dave Play. That's me. And the man who's probably going to be doing some edging, Andy Lowe. Hi. Edging? Mm-hmm. Gar- edging. Like in your garden. Okay. The, the edge of your lawn. Yes. Between the driveway okay. and sidewalk. And okay. Lawn. Edging has a secondary meaning that I don't think is what you intended it to mean. But I don't think we need to go into that. I I don't know. And Okay. I You I don't, don't want to. Trust I don't me. Want to. That's, that's fine. Okay. We'll just... Yeah. <laughs> and Dave makes Andy uncomfortable. Check. Playing my random access podcast, the bingo. Good afternoon, Andy. How are you? Afternoon. Um, it's Memorial Day weekend, so you know, in the middle of a three-day it weekend is. right now. It crept up on me. I was I was at work, quote unquote, on Friday, and like finishing up a thing, and be like, I'll take care of that on Monday, and then I'm like, nope. No, I won't. Monday is not a day that I'm supposed to be working. Mm-hmm. I will just have to go and do that on Tuesday. Yeah, it, it feels kind of weird, right? Because Memorial Day is supposed to be like the day everyone goes outside and everyone goes barbecue and grilling. and We're just going to sit inside the house. Yeah, do my. I'll finish mowing the lawn. Maybe depends on how bad the rain is today. Uh, and then probably play a lot of Terraria. I. Uh, I should have added that as a topic. I still can. Ha, ha. Go ahead. Yeah. No. I. Uh, yeah. We <laughs> did. We did some grilling yesterday. Yep. And then. Um, yeah. We do some work today, and it's a. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, not really doing much, so. Okay, that sounds thoroughly boring. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's that. Okay. Yeah, well. no, it's, you know, the uh, the stay-at-home order here kind of just got extended again, so. Yeah, to June 12th. Yes. So here's here's a small little conundrum. Okay. Uh, Laura's family gathering. Yes. My in-laws gathering that we do every year, typically around the 4th, yes. uh, has been moved up this year to June 8th. Well, I do believe that part of the state is actually open. But there's an entire stay-at-home order across the state, is there not? I, I'm i not sure where exactly in the, um, the order called Safer at Home will extend temporary business closures and movement restrictions in an effort to combat the coronavirus pandemic. But does it just not apply to, like, the northwestern part of the state? Everything I saw says that it does. It is a statewide order. It's like Manistee and Onekama. And the UP. Yeah, I'm, like, literally reading the order right now, and then it's... It's like 15 pages. Yeah. And my favorite bit is, and it says here, the following executive orders remain in effect and do not terminate. So it's, you know, 26, And it just lists like eight things. Yeah, and it's like, okay, that's not helpful. You have to go and read those now. Yeah. Is there maybe like michigan.gov slash coronavirus or something? (laughs) Find a testing site near you. Frequently Asked Questions page. 
No longer effective, no longer okay. Well, there's a lot of things here about the executive order, and a lot of them are now no longer effective. Yep. I I don't know. I just don't know. Okay. Well, we'll have to figure that out. Yes. So Memorial Day cooped up in the house. Yep. Nothing nothing major other than that. Nope. You know, might like Isaac might take his bicycle out for a bit. You know, we'll do a walk around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Beyond that. I hear um, there's a lot more activity on Wayfarer. So if you want to host anything there, there might be more um, Harry Potter places. Oh, yeah. No, um, I actually found out uh, they opened it up, uh, Ingress, to Wayfarer to level 11. <clears throat> so Level 11 Ingress players? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they lowered the requirement in Go as well. Now it's open to level 39 players. So I don't have to reach level 12 anymore. Nope. So you're done with Ingress? Yep. So early in the um, in the the thing, the pandemic, yeah, my brain is just like not turning on this morning. Early on in the pandemic, um, when we were like really, really serious about don't go outside unless you need to go outside, I missed a day. Oh, my streak was at like 190 days and I missed a day. Oh, and ever since then, I'm like, well. It's just not really worth it anymore. Okay, now this one is... So, I was... Uh, I did two staff memorial benches. I nominated two memorial benches at two of our parks because, heck, the other benches were all nominated as well. So I thought, yeah. why not? One of them got accepted. Yeah. The other one did not. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> Do I, do they, do I get a reason why anywhere? Why one was accepted? Uh, in the why, email. In the email, okay. <clears throat> yep. All right, let me, do I search for the name? All right, let's see. Poor review complete, okay. Nomination does not meet acceptance criteria. So someone gave it a one star. Why? <laughs> So you're telling me I'm going to have to go back out to this park again where, you know, mind you, two other things I've put there have been accepted and then resubmit this one. Yep. Uh, mind you also, my uh, my other nominations for um, just changing the names because some of them are misspelled still have not been approved yet. This is so asinine. <laughs> am I am I wrong, though? Yep. <laughs> no, uh, a whole bunch of new stops have been approved at work while we've been away. But nobody's supposed to be there. How did... <laughs> uh, because they'd all been submitted before we left. Okay. And also, like, some people are still going into work. Yes, that's true. I, you know, one of those people that's still going into work. I, I mean, where I work, oh. people are still going in. Okay. Some find it better than working from home. That's what I've noticed is there's been some like people, just, some people at our work here have taken this working from home thing and are doing perfectly fine with it. And then there's some people who just fell apart when they were told to work from home. It's just been hilarious. It's like, yeah, no, some people, you know, some people can handle it. Some people just can't. <laughs> In other news, I finally got the address for one of our offices moved to the actual correct location. So that's good. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's uh, not much has been going <laughs> going on. It's you know, I go to work and I come home and that's about it. So, okay, 
did you get a uh, did you get enough sleep, Andy? Yeah. Okay. You sound a little tired, is all. No, it's just I think there's a I think there's a lag between us. No, well that's unfortunate. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can we can keep going and hope that it clears up. Yes. Okay. Uh, do we want to move into topics? Sure. Yeah. More than a couple. Yes. There's some like really good news in in this list, and excuse me, I'm excited to to start talking about them. Uh, I have a couple shoot that aren't on the list because I never got around to adding those. I should probably add those. Ah, uh, gotta log into the site. Well, not uh, with my work password. Nope, that wouldn't work. Well, there's one that I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, go for it. Speaking of uh, being at work, Microsoft Solitaire is now 30. Cool. Only? <laughs> yeah, Microsoft Solitaire is only 30 years old. It was originally included as part of Windows 3.0 back in 1990. It was originally made to teach people how to do drag and drop. Yeah, it, it was a training tool. Yeah, it was to teach you how to like use the mouse and give you practice using the mouse. So the uh, according to Microsoft, um, 35 million people still play Solitaire monthly, with more than 100 million hands playing daily around the world. And there's a reason why I've removed that from all of our Windows computers at work. <coughs> <laughs> Too many people playing around with it? Well, I don't even want to give them the chance. Granted, you know, everybody's just sitting there playing games on their cell phone instead. So, you know. Yeah, which you have no control over. Nope. The only thing that I don't even know if I... How would I... I would somehow have to do a whitelist off of the wireless access points. And basically A whitelist of apps or phones or... A whitelist of sites somehow basically just you know go okay you know everything's blocked if you want to access something oh, from your all phone, traffic all traffic to these sites anything but these sites is blocked yes i mean that doesn't help you with people who have already installed games on their phone that don't need to call home every time yeah no that's that's the thing there it's like okay you know doesn't really help me much on that part also if like their phones are set up for wi-fi calling that's not through a website no but they have to i don't know it'd, it'd be very hard to regulate <laughs> phone devices and then oh yes it, it is you would need permission to install something on their phones that would regulate their phone devices which is getting a little intrusive yeah probably uh, not something you want to have to bother with no also like not your job yeah no if the if the I, I am currently not supervising anybody, so um, best that I can do is talk to their manager. Right. So I, I wouldn't worry about that so much. Yeah. Okay. Um, God, 30 years old. How many, how do you play Solitaire? Well, I, I have it on this computer. I play Free Cell is what I do. I do. Okay, but when you play Solitaire. I play Free Cell. Oh, God. Ow, Jesus Christ, that was loud. Please note, Solitaire in Windows 10 has noise. What? That seems seems wrong. Do I have Free Cell on here? Oh my god, they, they turned Solitaire into like an entire app. The Microsoft Solitaire Collection. And it has things like bonus XP, because evidently you gain XP by playing Solitaire. What? <laughs> nope, we're closing that. We're closing that. <laughs> what did they do to my game? They wanted to make it new and improved. No! <laughs> I always enjoyed it with the uh, the Vegas rules. 
So it costs $52 to play, dollar per card. Okay. And then every card you put to the top, you get $5 back. Oh. But you can only go through the deck three times, and it has to be in groups of three. Right? You don't get to turn over one card. You have to turn over three cards. Oh, that that adds some complexity to it. Yeah. I mean, it makes it so that you can lose, like, frequently. Uh, It adds decisions that you need to make, right, based on probability. Like, well, if I move this here, I don't get to move that there. And it's a blind draw, right? It's it's what's behind this card is going to make all the difference. Mm -hmm. God, there is sound. Yep. And it's ridiculously loud. How do... Oh, game options. Here we go. Game options. All right. Sound effects. Off. Creating saved data in the cloud? What? What is this? What is this? Microsoft Jigsaw, though. Oh. Microsoft Treasure Hunt? What the heck is Microsoft Treasure Hunt? Andy, don't, 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 don't let yourself get dragged into it. Come on. Fight it. Yep, yep. No, I'm closing Also, are you sure that you've removed this from all of your computers? The Microsoft Store? Yeah. Okay. And and Microsoft Solitaire Collection? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, I've removed the Solitaire Collection and removed access to the store because um, you don't really need most of the stuff that's in the store. So. Yep. So, speaking of gaming, how did yeah. NVIDIA write Pac-Man? <laughs> All right. So, so, picture this. Right? You have an AI. Okay. And normally when we talk about people having AI and, like, watching video games, like, they plugged in uh, a bunch of of rounds of Pac-Man and said, all right, AI, watch this game. Right? Normally, you would expect that to be like, okay, the AI can now play that game. Right? Okay. What they did instead is they, they said, AI, watch this game. And then after it watched, like, hundreds of hours, it said, okay, AI, write that game. So all it's doing and, is... And it did. So all it's doing is watching the game being played. Yep, yep. And then and from that well, thing, so, so it wrote the rules to it the It was game. able to create... It, made, it understood the rules of the game and recreated the game. Now, there's a lot of mystery in this. Like, there's a lot of things that it hasn't... They haven't revealed, like... Did the AI already have an understanding of of an engine? Like, was this written with uh, with help, or did the AI just like write code from scratch? And what the hell is that bird doing? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's it's like leaning backwards upside down, and I'm very confused. Um, okay, sorry. Back to the AI. So the AI like. Uh, we don't know the settings on it. We don't know anything about it. All we know is that it, it watched Pac-Man, learned the rules and the physics, and then used that to build Pac-Man. So like how Pac-Man moves, how walls interact, what the fruits are, uh, all that stuff. And it was able to like rebuild the game. (laughs) So that's kind of a a really interesting and cool little thing, right? Like, ta-da, you have (laughs) Pac-Man. Instead of a traditional game engine to generate Pac-Man's environment, the AI keeps track of the virtual world, remembering what's already been generated to maintain visual consistency from frame to frame. So it's just, it it didn't have an engine to create the playfield. It's literally creating it basically on the fly. It wrote the engine. No, it, it it's not creating it on the fly. That's what an engine would be. It basically wrote itself an engine. That's my understanding. 
The train game GAN model generated static elements of the environment like consistent maze shapes, dots, and power pellets, plus moving elements, and it can distinguish between the two of them. So it knows that Pac-Man can't walk through maze walls, and he eats up dots as he moves around. When he consumes a power pellet, the ghost turns blue and flees. When Pac-Man exits the maze from one side, he's teleported to the opposite end. If he runs into a ghost, the screen flashes and the game ends. So he it understands all the individual yep. bits. Yep. But no word on how it put those together. Just it did put them together somehow. Yes. Also, it was only in a like 128 by 128. So there's not pixel a lot to, array. Yeah, there's not a lot to see. The the fidelity leaves something to be desired. But still, that's a that's another but way still, of doing things. Then have an AI write your game for you. Mm-hmm. I I suppose so. I'm looking at it, and it looks like there's some graphical glitches. Like it's a little weird. It is playable, however. They said they're going to be releasing it to the world, so you'll be able to play the AI generated Pac-Man. So, hmm. Uh, so other relatively positive gaming news. Command and Conquer remastered. We talked about this, I think, or at least we put it on as a topic a couple weeks ago when I was like, holy crap, they're remastering Command and Conquer, uh, both 1 and Red Alert 1. So Tiberian Dawn and Red Alert 1. I never played Red Alert 1. I, I jumped in at Red Alert 2, which was an incredible game. Uh, but I did play Tiberian Dawn um, as part of this remastering. What? I think I was able to download Command and Conquer when they released it for free, right? I don't know. <clears throat> download what and play I do online know free. I think that's wow. is there are the remaster looks fantastic. There are currently four thousand yeah. six hundred and thirty-eight people playing Command and Conquer Red Alert online free right now. Nice. The um, the remaster looks amazing. Have you looked at the comparison screenshots yet? No, but I'm guessing it probably will. (laughs) It's not going to be hard to make it look better than the original. (laughs) (laughs) But, well, so the the interesting thing is, like, it looks better than the original, but it still looks like the original. Um, All they did is, is effectively rebuild all of the sprites in higher definition. I didn't see anything about, like, changes to gameplay or change. Like, they really just updated the graphics. CNC remastered. It it looks a lot nicer though. Like it's just incredible. Uh oh, and the okay. So here we go. 4K graphics, rebuilt multiplayer, enhanced UI, and completely remastered legendary soundtrack. And yeah, I'm. I've, they've got the slider thing up where you can like slide the Back and picture forth. from one to the other. And wow, that remastered is just incredible. <laughs> Like, is that is that even a, a person? I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, that remaster looks so much better. Yeah, go, like, all the way to the right where you're looking at the Tiberium. In the remastered one, you can tell it's actually crystals. <laughs> Not grass. This, this game depended so much on your imagination when you were playing it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, they're releasing the source code. Oh, well, the modders will probably be happy then. Modders will be thrilled, but also Andy. Yes. Who owns this? EA. Wait, EA's releasing something for free? (laughs) Well, the game is going to cost money, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But the original source code is going to be published for free. It's, It's literally going to be open sourced. The source code of the game under the GPL license, which means you can modify the source code and release that under GPL. So, like, total conversion mod? Doable. 
Oh, they've smoothed Don't like how the, the uh, engine handles something? Rewrite the engine. Yeah, no, that would be be very interesting to see. I'm just, I'm, I'm dumbfounded that EA is doing this. Of all the companies, all, let's say you had, I told you a month ago, I said, Andy, one of the large AAA developers is going to open source a classic game that they own. I would have said Ubisoft. Who would you? Yeah, like there's no way you would have guessed EA. Although what classic games does Ubisoft own? Uh, Prince of Persia. Okay. Yeah, I guess they've got the rights to that. What other games, old games do they have? Hold on. I'm looking this up now. Yeah. List of Ubisoft subsidiaries. That's a lot of. That's a big list. Yeah. Oh, the original Unreal was a uh, Ubisoft game. Is it? I swear there was a game that was a. Oh, wow. Yeah. The original Rainbow Six. Yeah. Maybe like the original Rainbow Six. Some of the original Indiana Jones games. Ah, the Chess Master 2000. <coughs> Who owns Battle Chess? Does anyone own that still? That was a great game. Interplay. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, that's... Man, they made some good games. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we should probably get back to stuff at hand, yeah? Yeah. So, CNC Remastered, is there a release date on this thing yet? Uh, June 5th? Yeah, June 5th. Uh, right before I'm on vacation. <laughs> and I don't have a laptop, like, powerful enough that I could I could run that. I have my work laptop. That does not count. Not installing Command & Conquer on my work laptop. <laughs> you see, you know, it's kind of fun. <laughs> I get a work laptop. It's an MSI. It's a, it's it's a an development MSI. project. <laughs> yeah, I get a work laptop for my boss. It's an MSI, pro, you know, laptop with a built-in GPU that can handle most of the stuff there. And Steam's already come pre-installed. <laughs> Uh, thanks <laughs> yeah i i don't steam did not come pre-installed on mine and i'm pretty sure if i were to install it it would be blocked at this point um it, it's probably not on the whitelist our computers have whitelists for applications that they can install well can't help you there yeah although technically the whitelist isn't for installing it's for running the executable and technically there's a way around that but that's for me to know yeah no i uh, i don't doubt it um other cool video game news this one will probably a little less uh cool to andy terraria terraria released a major update Terraria came out in 2011. Nine years later, they released another major content update, uh, including improved graphics, including a whole new, like, gameplay method. Um, uh, Dave, did you mute yourself? <laughs> just gonna, I'm gonna fix that so that's not an issue going forward. So you said Terraria update, and then you disappeared. Uh, major update. So Terraria came out in 2011, and they just released a, like, huge update, a, a total graphics overhaul, um, new content, new gameplay, new uh, rebalancing of all the stuff in the game, and it's free. All of their updates have been free over nine years of development. So I put a link uh, uh, to this this update, which is going to be the last update that uh, is in fact titled Journey's End. But it's huge. Like there's new new boss fights. There's new enemies. There's new stuff. Well, are you going to play it? <laughs> 
I played like five hours of it yesterday and I'm going to continue to play it because it's it's just it's good. Okay. Yeah. I mean it so one of the things about Terraria I really liked uh as as a game was the like it's the exploration and discovery of of emergent gameplay and how things fit together without realizing that without knowing about it and like it's just it's so good. It's very well done. Sorry, that that sounded more like a random review than anything else. But just this update, man, this update is just insane. And there's so much more. Uh, all right. What other topics we got? Uh, other game news. SpaceX other game news. Okay. Yes. Since, we, you know, we're, we're on the game Go for plan. Uh, Take-Two has announced their five-year plan to uh, release a total of 93 new titles in the next five years. <clears throat> That's a lot of games. Yes. Breaking it down... The president says that 63 of these titles will be core experiences, including 15 platform extensions of existing titles, 17 would be mid-core titles, and 13 would be considered casual games. 47 will come from existing franchises, and 46 would be new IPs. 72 are planned for some combination of console, PC, and streaming, with 7 there of these also available on mobile, and 21 will be specifically for mobile. 67 of these titles will be paid games, while 26 lot. of these would be free-to-play. This is... I feel like I just did a, like, a how, logic puzzle what? there. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, so... How many of these are free-to-play mobile games? Yes. That's a lot of games. I mean, over five years, right? Yes, so it's, over it's not all years. at once. 93 games in five years. 93 games you in five almost years. Almost 20 games a year. And what the, what's the difference between a core experience, including platform extensions of existing titles, and mid-17 mid-core titles? Uh, but, so hardcore, mid-core. But, 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 but. Additionally, it was noted that the classification yeah. of core experience did not necessarily transl- translate to a AAA title. <laughs> I should hope not. <laughs> like, could you imagine releasing 63 AAA titles in five years? Oh, jeez. Keep in mind, each AAA title, like, the budget for those is getting to be a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, what was, what's a recent AAA? Budget for uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 had a budget of $250 million. That's a Grand Theft Auto, uh, two hundred and sixty-five million dollar budget. So yeah, if they were to release sixty-three of those, like that's a lot of money. I don't think they've got that much money. I mean, what am I saying? Of course they have that much money. I don't think they want to spend that much money in that time. No, but still, that was five-year plan. And they also stated that the fiscal 2021 year will be a light year for releases largely reliant on the company's back catalog. So so of these 93 titles, more of them will be coming out in like 2022. Yes. I mean, you know, things take time, especially when 46 of them are totally new IP. Yes. Did this have an impact on Take-Two's stock? I don't know. I don't know what Take-Two's stock ticker is. That's an easy thing to fix. T-T-W-O. T-2. And the answer is, ah, their stock didn't really move with this announcement. Nope. It dropped at the end of the day, and it jumped up at the beginning of the next day. I assume, well, maybe not, because I don't know when they announced this. When did they announce this? Uh, It says it was on today's Q4. On Wednesday. Oh. On Wednesday the 20th. So on the 19th, it was at 135, 
on the 20th. Oh, they did a morning call. Okay. Yeah. So Wednesday yeah. afternoon, okay. it was up towards... It, it jumped. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, it has now returned to the price it was just before the call. Man, the stock market is weird. Yep. Yes, it is. Uh, let's see. So what's up with G2A? So do you know what G2A is? I thought it was a website. It is a website for selling uh, video game keys. Oh, so like when I bought those packets of keys from Humble Bundle, I could resell them to people? Uh, not theoretically. No, you aren't supposed to. Um, it's not like a marketplace for keys. It is a, a like, it's a marketplace, uh, but I, I don't think it's from individuals. I don't know. It's a website where you can buy video games. And... It's been accused of selling bad keys, of, of like reselling gray market keys. And they like th there was a whole controversy of like G2A. I'll just search G2A controversy. Uh, G2A has been subject to central co several controversies regarding sources of keys on the marketplace. Some consider it a gray marketplace where users legally resell keys bought at lower prices from one region uh, to another at a much higher price. So this is like me putting a VPN on, going to uh, some other region, buying a bunch of Steam keys, and then opening a store on G2A and reselling them. To places like Australia, where there is always a higher price. Right. So I could sell them under market value for Australia, but higher than what I paid for them. Okay, makes sense. Now, G2A denies that this is an issue, and they say like, no, we, we don't have that problem. This is not a, a thing. Um, don't Don't worry about us. Don't, you know, don't peek behind the curtain. And to prove that, they offered a 10 times effectively bounty. They said, look, any company can come to us and we will we will get a, a third party uh, like neutral arbitration to come in and audit the, the history of the keys and audit all the stuff. And if you can prove that these keys were indeed illegitimate, then we will pay 10 times the chargeback fees from whatever game it was because what happens is players will will purchase these keys and then they will be like denied and then there's a chargeback because the player's like well I didn't get my stuff but the chargeback goes to the company because it was the is weird um and of all these different companies that said like hey uh, you know, G2A is bad, G2A is bad. Only one of them actually went back and, and did this and said, okay, here's a list of like 600 keys that we think were illegally purchased, repurchased, sold. And over the course of like two years, uh, G2A did an investigation and found out that, yeah, like 350 of them were. And so they paid Woob Entertainment, which is the makers of Factorio, $39,600. Well then. Yeah. Now, G2A is going on and saying, hey, of all the millions of keys that we sell, only 321 of them were purchased illegitimately. <laughs> only Meanwhile, a small Woob percentage like, of our, uh, our business is illegal. Just a little bit. <laughs> of, of the 600 keys, 321 of them were illegitimate. That's a 50% like ratio that is not good uh g2a actually has responded and added to the the article saying that this a lot of these this fraud came from the early days of the website um we didn't take things seriously back then and 
Uh, they, they took it serious. They didn't say we didn't take it seriously. They said, uh, I should quote this. We would be the first to admit in our formative years as a company, we took too long to recognize that a small number of individuals were abusing our marketplace. However, criticism we received was a wake-up call, uh, totally committed to tackle incidents of fraud on our site. We use proprietary anti-fraud AI tech. Um, so they're, they're claiming that this is all very old and they've gotten better. I got better. That's right, Isaac. <laughs> Isaac is currently playing in the curtains and having a grand old time. Good for him. So, speaking of some other illegalness in video games. Okay. Uh, Ubisoft yeah. sues Apple and Google. Um, Why? For their role in selling a game that copies Rainbow Six Siege. Okay. The game in question is titled Area F2. <laughs> it was developed by China-based developer Ejoy, which is owned by uh, Alibaba. Of course. And according to court documents, Ubisoft described the game as a near-carbon copy of Rainbow Six Siege and said that this uh, appraisal cannot be seriously disputed. <laughs> so it, this says it notified Apple and Google that Area F2 infringed on its copyrights, but both companies have failed to remove the game from their mobile app stores, so they sued them. Okay. Do we have screenshots of the two games as a comparison? Uh, it's not on any of the articles that I could find. Let's see. Area F2 versus Rainbow Six Siege. That's a video. No, not Area 52. Area F2. Yes. Versus Rainbow Six. I should reread that book. Actually, it's one of my favorite Tom Clancy books, especially since it's you don't have to know all of the legacy for it. Right, it's it's just an intro book. Yeah, and then they took. Okay. Ah, are you dancing on the couch? I mean, they might. They've got a case, but like, I don't know if they've got a. It. I. I. If you put this in front of me and you said, like, which one of these games is Rainbow Six Siege and which one is is Area F two and which one is Call of Duty Modern Warfare? You've given me two. Hang images. on, I'm pulling up one more. I know. I'm getting the last one. Hang on. Okay. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> so there's there's three images that I just gave you, right? Yes. One of those is Rainbow Six. Kay. One of them is Call of Duty. One Kay. of them is Area F2. Uh, I'm guessing the last one is Call of Duty. <laughs> yep. Uh, but, like, and... how, is, is it that different than the others? No. But it kind of doesn't matter like about the, the lawsuit two... because after yeah. the lawsuit was filed, Area F2 is now offline oh <laughs> they just pulled it yes the um they're just like well we got caught take it down uh the game has been delisted from the app store and the google play store and ejoy's announcement post uh says that they have it was taken down to carry out improvements in order to deliver a better experience to players read differentiate itself from a different game yes he fully the uh, uh an attorney who's following this, says that he fully expects AF2 to uh -huh. return in the future after Ejoy makes changes touched on in its post. Since yeah. the game was fairly popular in China, they kind of, you know, want to bring it back online again, but... Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe... So, yeah. Maybe... No. Um, Ubi Ubisoft sued Apple and Google, not for... I feel like they get they just got sued just so they could bring light to... Because you look at that title and go, Ubisoft sues Apple and Google, and you're like, What? Right, it's it's a little more attention grabbing. 
it's it's are there like clickbait lawsuits is that is that a thing no i think that they they recognize that they'd have much more luck suing the marketplace to have the marketplace remove this stuff than they would suing a company in china owned by alibaba yeah that's true You get him kicked out of the marketplace, you're dead in the water for a mobile game. Yeah. So I I think that it it wasn't a clickbait. It was just a, this is the best way we have of attacking this this group. Now, maybe Ubisoft has more knowledge than they're letting on about, like, industrial espionage, and maybe there was some theft. Like, we, we don't have that information, so we don't know. They do look similar, but again, they look similar to all modern first-person shooters, particularly those geared towards mobile gaming. On a side I note, think the there's, details there's a... of the suit would be would be more interesting. Yes, but I have a feeling now that they've basically gotten their wish, they're probably going to drop the lawsuit against Google and Apple. Yeah, I hope so. It'd be kind of petty to be like, "Yeah, you didn't take it down fast enough. We want some of that money." Yep. God, there's another expansion for Civ Six. Ooh, oh, Civ Six is free, by the way. Civ, but but I already own it. <laughs> oh well. Sucks to be you. And me, because I own it too. Yeah, I, you know, no, I'm like, hold on. You hear that? I, I do. That is the physical copy of Civ 6 in my hands. Okay. <laughs> so. You can, go, you can go get Civ 6 on the Epic Game Store. It's their new freebie. Man, I just got, just got Grand Theft Auto 5 from their freebie game store. Yeah, and now you can have Grand Theft Auto V and Civilization VI. And as they say, it's yours forever. Yep. Forever is a very long did time. I that out okay. of my, did I drop that out of my drawer? Thank you for picking it up for me. You want me to put it back in here? Okay. I'll put it back in. Oh, I'll put it right there. Okay. Good job. Now he's going through the drawers. Oh, he found some thread. Uh-oh. <laughs> It's, so this is a game that was released in 2016 and is now receiving, once again, more content. Jeez. Sip, sip. Wait. Oh, come on. I just went through a game that was released in 2011. And I know. Just got we were more talking content. about Solitaire, which was released 30 years ago. 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, no one's developing more content for Solitaire. Well, uh, as no, well, Microsoft did for Windows 10, and we both just saw that it wasn't that great. Yeah, but that's not a content patch. That's they rewrote the game and put a store on it. Ooh. When is Civ 7 coming out? When is Civ 7 coming out? They just released stuff for Civ yeah. 6. <laughs> yeah, they were releasing stuff for Civ 5 right up till they released Civ 6. Civilization 7. Confirmed. Really? No. What? Uh, I'm, uh, okay, based on recent trends... For Axis and 2K Games, pretends to release a new Civilization game every six to seven years. <laughs> yep. So Civ Five was released in 2010. Six years later, Civilization Six was released in 2016, which means we should expect Civilization Seven to release sometime in 2022 or 2023. That's not too far away. No, no, that's not. We're more than halfway. I have a feeling Civ, and C- Civ Seven should come out in seven years after Civ Six, just because you know Seven. So do you think that each civilization should progressively take an extra year to make? Yeah. Civ why not? eight takes eight years. Sure. Civ nine takes nine years. Yeah. Civ ten takes a decade. Yeah. No. That's not how game production works, Andy. <laughs> it's like a reverse crunch. <laughs> like, oh man, 
So I started work today on Civ 20. I know what I'm doing for the next 20 years of my life. Yep. It's the long play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm OK with every like six to seven years. I think that works out nicely. It gives the game enough time to mature, but still has enough of a like a turnaround that if you don't like a version, you can just wait. No six joke. Or seven years. Damn. No joke. How come Kate six or still... seven years doesn't sound like that much? I know. I mean, that's a fifth of my lifetime. That is literally from birth to starting school. Right. But it also doesn't seem like that long. I know. That's a president and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Which, depending on the president, might feel like a really like a long really time. Really long time. Yeah. Oh my God, Andy, we November can't come fast enough. So yeah, no. Kate was actually playing. She played three or four actually yesterday. I'd oh, ask her, but she's upstairs right fast. now. Yep. Uh, was that three or four? Well, I actually own six. I think I own six. I don't think I like six. Six is the district's one. Yes. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Maybe it's maybe I need to go back and try again. Too bad I don't have time with all this Terraria I'm playing. <laughs> you want to know something? Factorio. You want to know something? Is, also, is working towards their. Go ahead. Um, well, I was just saying, you know, games that are taking up my time. Yeah. Um, so I'm playing Puzzle Quest, right? And I get daily rewards. Yeah. For logging in. Yeah. Over this last stretch of a couple of days, I got a whole bunch of really nice rewards all in a row, and I'm like, what the hell? Why? You know, why is it? And I look, and I'm like, day eighteen twenty five, and I'm like, shoot, <laughs> I've been playing this. <laughs> Every day. For 18, 25 days. Five years. Yes, that's five years. Five years, yeah. Yep. (laughs) Every day for five years. Every day for five years I've been playing that game. That's nuts. And I'm still playing it today because they just released uh, Hellcat, which, you know, I now have to go and watch the last season of Jessica Jones to figure out about Hellcat, so. Or, you know, Wikipedia. Or Wikipedia, yes, I know. Yeah, no, I still got... I got a season of Daredevil, Iron Fist, and Jessica Jones to go through to just to finish off the Netflix series. And then I got two seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the second season of Agent Carter. And don't even get me started on the Arrowverse because, damn, that's still going on. Well, part of it's awesome. Part of it is still going on. Which part isn't? Arrow. Arrow finished up. Oh, okay. So can we stop calling it the Arrowverse if Arrow is no longer part of it? Well, what would you call it then? The DC television universe? I don't know. Maybe. So. Yeah. Should we hit the randoms? Because I think we're at that point in the episode. Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, that just snuck up on us, too. Yeah. Um, sure. One last thing. SpaceX is go for launch Good. Uh, with their their like final readiness review. Uh, I thought the final review is tomorrow. Uh, maybe it was their flight readiness review. The FRR. Yeah, the FRR should be tomorrow. They went through a bunch of the dry run stuff over the weekend. And I think they did the well, final. The article fire. I have from space dot com says no showstoppers were found during a crucial a crucial flight readiness review. The flight readiness review has concluded so there's a second for the spacex demo 2 mission hold on demo 2 pre flight timeline maybe the frr began on may 21st oh it doesn't give me the i swear that i read something that was supposed to be tomorrow for the final check i mean it's not the final check it's just the flight readiness review they can call off the launch all the way until after the launch yeah no (laughs) I mean, there was that recent SpaceX launch that literally was T minus zero shut off by the automated computer system. Yep. <laughs> that was a fun one to watch. Three, two, one, zero. Main engine cut off. What? <laughs> <laughs>
Miko. We have Miko. What? Wait a minute. Okay. Oh, Randoms. okay. Yeah. Um, the, the one I'm reading, yeah, they had changed the flight readiness review briefing. Okay. Behind the times, Andy. Behind the times. Okay. So, yeah. So, there's uh, Monday is the pre-launch briefing at Kennedy. Uh, Tuesday is the administration countdown clock briefing. Wednesday is when the live TV starts at 12.15 for a 4.33 p.m. liftoff. Wednesday, 4.33 Central? Uh, Eastern. Eastern. Right. Because yes. why would it be Central? So, 4.33 Eastern is 3.33 here. What am I NASA doing? TV, NASA TV launch coverage begins at 12.15. They're doing four hours of launch coverage? Yes. Uh, am I in that class? Shoot. Schedule. Show me what I'm doing this week. All right. I'm not reported as being part of that class, so I'm going to add... That's Wednesday. Started at like 3 o'clock. Uh, SpaceX launch. Boom. Added it to my calendar. Right. Now should we hit the randoms? Yeah. Sure. Okay. I have the review this week. Yes. I would like to review Pokemon Sword. All right. Now, I'm guessing because they always do two games, the other one is going to be called yeah. Pokemon Shield? Correct. Yes. It is Pokemon Sword and Shield. Do you know what else is is special about this Pokemon? Uh, no. It is the first Pokemon main series game to be released on a console. Can you really consider the, the Switch? Well, yes, I get it's a console, but still. I know. It's, it's a hybrid, right? It's yeah. It's the Switch. It's the switch. It, it switches between console and handheld. What? And I will be upfront and honest. I played the majority of it handheld. I played most of it like just sitting on the couch or in the bed or, you know, wherever. Um, but it's it's technically their home console. I I don't I so Pokemon Sword released on the Nintendo Switch, uh, part of Pokemon Sword and Shield. We actually bought the Sword and Shield combo pack because we have two Switches, because that way Laura can play her games and I can play mine. Um, man, I I remember playing Pokemon in middle school and really enjoying it and, and playing it and liking it. And it was a good game. And Pokemon Sword, it's a, it's a decent game. But like, I was hoping for more. I, I was hoping that they they would take the same element and like improve it because they were moving from a handheld device because it was this uh this this shift to the console i was looking for more and i was disappointed um the writing is awful the the story is is terrible it's an rpg don't you laugh it's an rpg I expect there to be a little more than this. Uh, I, I did not enjoy most of the gameplay. Let me put it this way. If I had to pick going forward Pokemon Sword or Pokemon Go, I'd pick Pokemon Go. Oh. I, I have more fun with the community and like community day events like today is the CDOT event. Uh, I just did not enjoy Pokemon Sword very much. Uh, I played through the main quest and then there's a second quest after that that and I'm, I'm in the middle of that but like i'm just not enjoying it i'm playing it so that i can i can beat it so that i can be like okay i beat it i'm done no i beat it i'm done let me never speak of this again yeah pretty much yeah i which i don't know how that makes me feel of like is it worth it then like should i even be bothering 
I I don't know. You you yeah. have other things to play. Factorio. Like Factorio. Terraria. Terraria. You could try out the the new stuff for Civ Six. Solitaire. Solitaire. Civ Six. Nothing nothing like uh, saying, you know what? Things. There's all these games that have come out years ago that are better than this new game. Yep. Back in my day. Oh, don't even try. Yeah, I like if you really enjoyed Pokemon and you want to do it again, then play Pokemon Sword and Shield. I don't know. I might not get the next one. Maybe I'm just the wrong kind of person to play Pokemon. Like I couldn't get into most of the handheld ones. I own a bunch of them. I own Sun. I own Black. I own X uh, and their their equivalents. So it's Pokemon Sun and Moon, uh, Black and White, X and Y. Like I own all of those games and I, I just I've never beaten them. I barely played them. The OCD part of me hurts <laughs> when I tried playing Pokemon. That I, yeah. I got to the point where I was in a cave and it's like, okay, you can pick one of these two fossils. And I'm just like... <laughs> But that's, that's not OCD, Andy. But Andy, let's but, be let's be fair. That's not OCD. That's FOMO. It's very yes. different than OCD. Yes. No. Yes. You're right. It is FOMO. I I I know. In my past, I've always had a case of FOMO, and I need to. You have yeah. The fear of missing out. Yeah. On, on like, side, that's why you're on, supposed to play with other people and, and trade Pokemon and be like, oh, I'll take this fossil and you take that fossil, and then we can trade them, so we have the complete set. Yeah. Did you just turn it on? No, oh. that was that was my phone making a noise. Okay, it was kind of funny that that idea is. I've been um, the Hearthstone meta right now is just completely out of whack. They've done like two patch updates in the past couple of weeks to try and balance everything out. So I've actually been going back during my lunch hours and playing the single player content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was. I was actually going through playing um, the dollar on heist levels again because that has nine heroes and five levels and, you you know, trying to, you know, beat it with every hero on every level. And then I was going through checking something out and they're like, oh, they have check marks. And I'm just like, wait, what do you mean check marks? And I look back on some of them. There are three decks and three hero powers for every hero. And if you beat that that area oh. with the deck and a hero power, you oh. get a little check next to each one. Yeah. So it's like. So now you have to go through and do them all. Well, that I think. I think that's actually what broke my FOMO because I'm sitting there going like I'm struggling trying to finish the last area of the heroic powers. I did it once. So I got the card back and then I, you know, I did it a second time. Took me way too long and I'm stuck on like the third time and it's I just keep just smashing against the wall and I'm just like. Like, why am I doing this? I've already, you know, got the one thing. It's like, because I wanted to get the one bit. And then somebody said, well, actually, wait, there's more. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't need this. Don't need to. <laughs> don't need yeah. to. Good for you, Andy. That's that's very healthy. Yeah, I know that. It took that's me a very, second going very like, healthy. you know what? Good job. I, you know, I've already beaten the thing on Heroic. I got the card back. I yep. don't get any more in-game bonuses for doing this. It's just my own completionist on there. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to. I've got three other and, and- single-player events that right. just have come out since then. You know what? Let's start playing those. And you and know what? That's it, what the Completionist YouTube channel is for. If you want to see someone like spend all their time doing a mundane task, that's what the Completionist YouTube channel is for. It was just like the uh, the gamer score on Xbox. I'm just looking Getting at going, 100, like, man. Yeah, you know what? I I don't I don't you know I looked at some of them going. You know what? It would be nice if I you know could go down the list and be like, yep, completely full, completely full, completely full. And then now it's just like you know what? Meh. Like gamification has now like broken in my head. <laughs> As I'm sitting here trying to complete puzzle quests so I can get the new cover. Right. Like, <laughs> hang on. Wait a second. It's not completely Try gone. Try that yet. again, sir. 
It's getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better. I got better. Oh, so for those Pokemon fans out there, yay or nay for Sword and Shield? I, I think I'd give Sword and Shield a solid eh. <laughs> a solid meh. It's not a nay. It's, it's not even a meh. There was no mm in it. It was just eh. 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 Um, it, it's very linear, and the Pokemon series has been differentiated lately in, in previous generations by being more open and being able to, like, choose your path and go partway this way and then turn around and go that way. Um, this one was very, like, okay, go here. Okay, go here. Okay, go here. Okay, go here. So it's like a Pokemon rail game where you just into a battle, into a battle, into a battle? Uh, I mean, less than that, but but not by much. Okay. All right. Should we hit the random topic? Probably. Okay, random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Most critically panned movie that you actually enjoy? Critically panned. How critically panned does it need to be to be critically panned? I don't know. I'm trying to think of critically panned movies that I actually liked, which... Mind you, you know, I've seen uh, almost all of the Transformer movies. Not bad. You know, I've seen almost all of the Fast and Furious movies. They're not bad. You know, like those things are, you know, Roger Ebert was not going to look at Fast and Furious and go, oh, this is the next Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> that's that's fair. So, you know, um, I, I like I mean, those, you know, they're they're fun I just, I shut my brain off for a couple of hours and eat some popcorn. You know, some of, heck, some of the Hallmark movies that Kate watches, they're actually not bad. (laughs) You know, they're not great, but they're not bad. So I'm looking at my, my like stack of DVDs here. Yes. Uh, I have Akira, which was not critically panned. That was was the opposite of critically panned. (laughs) I have Avengers, Black Panther, Deadpool, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, The Last Starfighter. Which I thought might be critically panned. No, it's got a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> uh, what's this? This is a thick one. This is not mine. <laughs> oh, movie we have sheet. Nope, an that's unopened copy. Sheet. We have an unopened copy of The Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Laura. Uh, I have the Mel Brooks collection. Which I need to watch some of these. I don't think I've I have definitely not seen all of these movies. Twelve Chairs, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, Silent Movie, High Anxiety, History of the World Part One, To Be or Not to Be, Spaceballs, and Robin Hood Men in Tights. This was a good buy. But like all the movies that I I own, like I, I've also unopened copies of The Princess Bride and Neverending Story. Why do I have so many unopened movies? <laughs> I don't know. Heck, the, the Transporter series. You know, that one's, those were, it was just, it was silly. Yeah, but like, so was Clue, and that was better. Yes, true. Also, I have Clue right there. Um, As do we. Yeah, I don't know, man. I Movies that critics hated that I loved. What are some of the worst movies? Well, that You see, that's the problem is there's a lot of bad movies out there that are bad movies. So if you try looking for like critically panned movies, you'll get like Mano's Hand of Fate and like Birdemic and just... Just bad, like which glitter. are just bad movies. Yeah, glitter and Gigi and oh, just just bad movies. So I'm trying to think of like what movie did I enjoy that critics didn't? Is there a a like Rotten Tomatoes search for a low critic score but a high public score? I don't know. I haven't. Like it'd be, it, we'd have you would have to take like your list of DVDs, and then you would have to say if you liked it or you didn't, and then you'd have to take that onto Rotten Tomatoes, and then you know list the ones that you actually liked by critic score. And it, I feel like that's a lot of work. 
Yeah. Like, also, you know, like what I is can say, like, panned? like, does, yeah. is there a is there a threshold that it has to be under? I don't know. I have a feeling though that, like, you know, if I just looked at the Transformer movies or <laughs> you know the Fast and Furious movies, those are probably not very critically liked, critically acclaimed. Yes. Yeah. See, the problem is for me, I have a hard time just like thinking about movies I like. I did not buy the majority of these DVDs. I bought Akira and I bought the Mel Brooks collection and you gave me The Last Starfighter. I think Laura bought the rest of these. I'm looking at the most anticipated movies of 2020 and I'm like, mm, oh, I, mm. <laughs> I don't know about some of these. Yeah. Wait, supposedly there's going to be a Sherlock Holmes. Is Wait, who's doing the Sherlock Holmes movie? <laughs> That's always important. Of course they're doing another Sherlock Holmes movie. Let me see. Sherlock Holmes, what, 2021? I'm going to guess now since, you know, everything else is Sherlock Holmes 3. Sherlock Holmes 3, right? With Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Well, what? I'm... That according to the news is that there's a third one. Okay. Push back a year to Christmas 2021. Ones. Yeah, I know. I enjoyed those. Those those two, you know, were like, were those critically panned? I don't think so. I I don't I don't know. Uh how about wait, how how did uh Mystery Men do? Oh, Mystery Men. Oh. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes with the, with the bowler. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was a that was a good movie. It got a 61%. It was such a good cast. I watched the um, the Galaxy Quest documentary. By the way, have you have you seen this yet? Not the uh, not the documentary. No. Never. It's called Never Surrender, and it's so good. Oh my god, it's so good. Did you know Harold Ramey was originally director for Galaxy Quest? Really? Yep. It would have been a very different movie. Yes. Yes, it would have. <laughs> Man, it's going to be nice to actually at some point go back to the movie theater. Yeah. Um, Never Surrender is on Amazon Prime Video. Oh, okay. Good. You got that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, before we started recording, I was actually looking up my nearest 70 millimeter um, theater because I, I saw the trailer trailer Why? for Tenet. For what? Tenet, Christopher Nolan's latest movie. Okay. He filmed it. it. He filmed it using the 70 millimeter IMAX cameras. Okay. So I feel like I want to go somewhere and see that in 70 millimeter. Where is a 70 millimeter theater close to you? Uh, I'm not sure because a lot of them were, you know, I looked up um, Hateful Eight and Dunkirk because those were also 70 millimeter runs. Um, I mm-hmm. looked more along the lines of Dunkirk and it looks like the nearest one for me would be Livonia. I guess they took that one, of the, a, AMs, one of the AMs. That is short way i know but you know i, I saw i saw batman it? at imax because of it you know i wanted to see dunkirk but never got yeah. around to it because i didn't want to drive all the way over to livonia right <coughs> i'm surprised that Livo- is livonia closer to you than chicago yeah it's like two hours instead of two and a half hours yeah but like that's only an extra half hour to go to chicago just just as an idea right you know once this whole pandemic thing is over you so and in me like two years. go to Chicago. Uh, I was your- thinking more like you and your family could, could go to Chicago and like have a weekend vacation there because it's a gorgeous city and there's some cool stuff there like the Field Museum and the Shedd Aquarium and the, the Museum of Science and Industry. Very true. And like if you wanted to meet up there, we could do that. That would be a lot of fun. I'd love to come down and see you guys. Yeah, no, we, had, we have to wait for this whole thing to blow over first. So. Yeah, yeah. Vaccines. Please hurry. Okay. So, yeah, no, I'm going to say, you know, the Fast and Furious series, the Transformers series, the things that, you know, just want to, you know, watch just for kicks and giggles. Don't, I don't want that move, I, you yeah. know, I wasn't moved by a Transformers movie, so. Okay. Random. That's it. That's, that's it. both the randoms. Yeah, that's both the, we're done. We we're done. done. We out. That's a wrap.
This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.